out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Yo, what's up, y'all? It's your boy Jacob Lattimore with a question from my fans on Voice America Kids. Do you have what it takes to be America's next young superstar? If you're the ages between 8 and 12 years old, then step up to the microphone. You could win $25,000 in cash, a recording contract, and a scholarship. So make sure you get your parents' permission first, then go to www.stepuptothemicrophone.com to enter. Peace. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Stars could shine between the lines If you would let yourself go Find some place you know You can use your words, use your hands You can change the world, just pretend Express yourself, take a chance and you'll see Who you'll be It's time to express yourself, where teens talk and the world listens. Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your hosts, Shandara Peschel and Steven Zhao, together with the Express Yourself Star on Air team. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. Now, here's Shondara Pachau and Steven Zhao to kick off the fun. Hey there, welcome to our program, Express Yourself. We're a show by, for, and with creative young people. A platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Kids Network. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions and brought to you as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are C31 charity. I'm Chandara. And I'm Steven Zhao. And we're your teen hosts. So today we're talking about money. I want some money. Yay. More specifically about keeping track of money. So are you offering me money? Please? (laughs) Steven, in this week's show about financial literacy, we're going to be looking at the whole prospect of handling our own finances from the eyes of a teenager. So can I get check instead of cash or something? Or does it have to be cash? (laughs) Oh my gosh, Steven. <laughs> it's, a, it's a valid question, okay? I prefer check because that can be carried around easier. And I don't really want to get mugged if I'm carrying around like $200 bills in my pocket. So wait, those bills don't exist. Clearly, Steven needs to learn about the topic today. Okay, what are you implying? Come on. Nothing, Steven. Nothing. <laughs> We're just learning this week about how to keep track of our finances. Okay, in my defense, I'm actually not that bad with money. It does seem okay. a little complicated, though. I mean, at my high school, I run the finances for a huge public speaking team, and I've seen the behind-the-scenes computer work involved with keeping track of a ton of money. Yeah, the budget form itself took me about a week to figure out how to use. <laughs> and it was Excel! Wow! <laughs> Yep, it was crazy. What about you, Shandara? Tell us about your own experiences with moolah. Um, That's money for those who don't know. (laughs) I'm very happy to know that there are $200 bills now. They Um, were invented in my mind, so. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Just like there are, you know, $700 bills, too. Uh, Well, I I have a job, but 
I work at a retail store that's that has really great clothing and I kind of really like to spend my paycheck on my own job. <laughs> and I'm sure they love that too. So they do. don't they give you discounts for buying from their own place? We do get discounts, but I mean it's it's fifty percent off, but when you're buying a bunch of items and we have shirts that are around full price, $52. It's still a lot of money to keep yeah. spending. So I'm, I'm trying to save up for a car is very complicated. <laughs> um, just resisting temptation is really what money saving is all about. Definitely. Hopefully today's show will help lighten up the confusion surrounding this idea of financial literacy. <laughs> yes. And, um, it's a bit of a complicated topic, but we think teens need to have an idea on how to keep track of money. Especially Shandara. So without oh. basic knowledge, we'll probably end up spending our own money on food or video games or clothes. Clothes. Yeah, uh-huh. pretty much. Or Stephen wants to bleach his hair, and that takes some money. That was uncalled for. I spend most of my money on cardboard. Thank you very much. No, you spend most of your money on bleach and nobody knows. You also have a hairdresser. We'll discuss that later. But now, (laughs) before we go to break, let's hear from one of our awesome field reporters. Eric Palekos, tech-savvy high school senior, has been with us since the beginning and now returns with his segment titled The App Wrap. Eric, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks, Stephen. I'm Eric Palekos with The App Wrap, and today I actually have two great apps. So since the focus of today's show is financial literacy, And there's apps out there that make it a lot easier to understand finance, especially when it comes to thinking about debt. Many teens today are faced with the prospect of taking out loans for college. And in fact, this year, student loans are going to surpass $1 trillion. So I'm going to talk about my favorite apps that can help any student looking for a loan to decide how much the loan will cost and how you can pay it back if you even can. So the first app is called Borrowing from College, which is created by USA Funds. It works for all the iPhone, iTouch, all that, and it's free. Borrowing for College is an app that shows you how much you can borrow based on what you think your future salary will be, and it's really easy and straightforward to use. It calculates this in three easy steps. First, you input what you think your starting salary is going to be. Then you estimate what percent of your paycheck will be used to paying off that loan. And finally, you add what the interest rate is and the length of the loan. The second app that I really like shows the true cost of the loan. This app is called the Student Loan Calculator, and it's by Business Compass. The basic version is free, but you have to pay for the full version. This app is for Android users. This app also only needs three pieces of information and will make you think twice about taking out loans. The app requires input of the term, loan balance, and interest rate. For a student who takes out a loan at the standard 10-year 6.8% rate, For $60,000, the monthly payment ends up close to $700 per month, and over the lifetime of the loan, you have to pay $23,000 extra in interest. For the coolest new apps available for your smartphone, make sure you tune in right here to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids Network. Visit Express Yourself at www.btsya.com. I'm Eric Plakis with the App Wrap. Okay, Dan, that's a lot. $1 trillion dollars. I, I've actually never thought of student loans to be that horrible, honestly. Yeah, they get really deep. It sounds like you could really use some money for borrowing for college. <laughs> yeah, Eric, you and I are both seniors, <laughs> so we're both working on this whole college application process. What experience do you have personally with student loans right now? Have you looked into it? 
Um, well, currently, all my colleges I've applied to aren't going to get back to me for a while, so I haven't really had to think about this yet. Yeah, same. <laughs> same. I've been hopefully relying on scholarships, but I really don't know about loans. And the grants much. and everything. Actually, Shandara, you're in college right now. I mean, did you take out any loans for that? And um, I did not need to because I am at a city college right now, oh. and I'm looking to transfer. So I haven't really like gotten to think about that yet. Of course, there's always financial aid and everything because book prices are ridiculous. But in terms of student loans, I've not had to touch that yet. And okay, I, I guess that's lucky. <laughs> they're like I have neighbors that are in their like seriously mid thirties, and they still have thousands and thousands of dollars they need to pay off in student loans. Yeah, and they got out of college crazy. like way before. That's crazy. This the whole economic atmosphere right now is a little <laughs> troublesome <laughs> yeah. to say the least. Hey Eric, why don't you tell us a little bit more about that second application you mentioned and how it looks for the true cost of a loan? What did what about that full version of the app? What else does that bring? Um, well, I unfortunately did not buy the full version because, yeah. Uh, yeah. Because you're trying to save up for the loans. You need a student loan for it. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be very depressing. Oh, great. <laughs> Actually, we were thinking about this whole student loan idea. Is, are loans the, really, the only option we have towards college? I mean, Shandara, did, what else did you rely on other than other than um, avoiding the loans because you go to a city college, what did you get grants or scholarships? And For city college, you get financial aid, which is not really a loan. It's just basically like, I obviously if I have six periods, I'm not going to be able to afford a $150 book for each period. Yeah. So they let you apply for that if you can't pay for that. And um, in terms of grants, I'm looking to apply for some. I'm not really sure which ones uh, will fit me yet just because so many to look at. But I would definitely rely on grants more than student loans. Yeah, the crazy thing is it's not just about books. I mean, for Eric and I, we're looking at tuition prices of over That's what I'm saying, yeah, tuition so. with student loans. Yeah, that's yeah. why City College is a lot easier right now. Eric, did you apply to any scholarships yet that might help bring down these costs? Currently, no. I'm hoping that they offer me some academic scholarships. Yeah, merit-based scholarships versus need-based scholarships. Yeah. For the, yeah, for those that don't know, the merit ones are ones that you get for getting the A, you could say. <laughs> and and then, there's the Pell Grant, too. Oh, Pell Grant. Actually, Shandara, do you know more about that? Because I have not really talked about I it much. I actually do not know much about it. I, my friend got the Pell Grant, and she said it was fairly easy for her. Obviously, you have to make very good grades and everything for all of those grants. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, actually, I need to look more into that, too. I just know it's a very popular grant. Yeah. What about sports scholarships? I mean, Eric, you play rugby, right? Um, did, you do, did you get any sports scholarships or anything like that? Or did your friends get any? Um, well, sports scholarships are really hard to get, especially for rugby, since it's, uh, it's a club sport for most colleges now. So... Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. So it's not really like a NCAA. They can't really offer scholarships. Like um, it helps with the admission process. And now it's becoming like a bigger part of colleges. But as of now, it, it really only helps you get in, not necessarily pay for it. Yeah. I wonder if it's bigger overseas for colleges. Oh, I'm sure. Hard to say. Yeah, I guess it's a very hard thing to think about, but as we're all moving into college or moving into wherever, basically, we have to think about how to manage finances. So for this show, we're going to be discussing that. 
So Eric, thank you so much for bringing these great apps that can help us manage finances and we'll be learning more about it and see you next time. All right, now for a quick break. When we return, we'll kick off the show with an interview of a manager of the popular U.S. Bank Corporation. He'll be talking to us about what it means to be financially literate and different ways that you could get involved with improving your own knowledge on handling money. You're listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Stephen Zhao. And I'm Chandar Fashal. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. Bookworm is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more. We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. Your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune into Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good... Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Hey there. Thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. My name is Steven Zhao. And I'm Chandar Pashal, and we're your teen hosts. For this segment, we're featuring Ronald Melvin, manager of a local U.S. bank in Lafayette, California, and good friend of us here at Be The Star You Are. In fact, U.S. Bank is a sponsor of our 8th annual National Essay Contest, for which we are very grateful. As bank manager, Ronald has a lot of experience in the arena of financial literacy and is here to tell us about not only his opinions on it, but also provide us with some hands-on practical methods of learning financial literacy. Welcome to the show, Ronald. Thank you, Tendra. Ronald, so just to start us off, why don't you tell us about your history and how you got to be 
well, the manager of the local U.S. bank here. Oh, it's a long history. I've been around banking about uh, 15 years now. And banking and life, or banking life has taken me through the mortgage world. Um, had a chance to work in large corporate banking for um, several years, um, working with very large companies. And um, coming back to our branches a couple of years ago, and I've been here at U.S. Bank for about five years now managing branches. You must like math. <laughs> <laughs> so- well, other than just math, why? What's so interesting about banking? Why? Why? Why are you really passionate about it? You know, there's there's that interaction on a daily basis with um, people. I've always said that what I do is make dreams come true. When a person comes in to, uh, when a person gets ready to buy a home, where do they go? They go to the bank. When a business owner wants to expand his business or um, buy a building or something, they go to their banks. We, you know, we have that opportunity to touch lives and change lives and and be such an integral part of people's lives. So that that's that's real. That's what's really exciting, and. Uh, on the branch management or retail side of banking, the relationships that you can build with people are, are long lasting. And, and so, so that, that's what really makes it exciting is just being, a, being able to positively affect people's lives. Ah, and I have a question for teens. How should we start getting involved with, or I, I should say, how should we get involved with learning how to manage finances? Well, I, I think there are a lot of ways of doing it. I think one one of the biggest way is just to start saving money. Um, it, it, it doesn't necessarily matter where where that money's coming from. Um, it, you know, it could be an allowance. It could be from doing, you know, um, odd jobs out there. It could be from actually working. Um, and taking the time to put that money away, whether it be a piggy bank or whether it be um, a bank account that you've established. Also, I, I think partnering with parents or responsible adults in your life is a key component of financial of learning financial responsibility. And, um, you know, the adults set an example for us and they're our first teachers. And that, that's that's a great way of doing it. And also asking questions. Um, asking questions of parents, teachers, um, your local bankers, just, you know, whomever you trust um, are great ways to get involved with financial literacy. So does your nine have a bank account with you? (laughs) I mean, it's a valid question. (laughs) Uh, I'm sorry, say say the question again. Does your nine-year-old have a bank account with you? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. She's got a savings account. There is um, a... A lot of times we have um, parents come in and set up accounts for very young kids, um, two, three years old. And at that oh, age, really? obviously, yeah, they obviously don't understand quite yet. But <laughs> at about five years old, one of the things I saw with my nine-year-old, I mean, she's nine now, but at about five, she started to see, hey, um, I put money in this account and she kept a bank book and she could tell you exactly how much is in that account right now. And she started understanding the idea of taking part of her money and putting it away. So it develops good saving habits for, for her at a, at a pretty young age. Um, oh. The other thing is, is just understanding the idea of doing things like budgeting. You know, I've got so much money in this account what do I need to, what would I like to do? So if there's something I want to buy or something I want to do, well, I, I, I've got to save up the money for it. 
and then also making priorities, uh, setting priorities. You know, what's most important? Is it more important for me to buy, um, you know, an ice cream cone, or is it more important for me to buy the the, the latest um, um, Diary of a Wimpy Kid book? Yeah, and, <laughs> life and, dilemmas. And, yeah, exactly. It's it's that priority, and that's something you, you know she faces, and, and you know it's it's I think it's kind of a great foundation for. Um, financial literacy uh, and lifelong financial literacy. See, I'm actually in shock right now. I meant that more of a joke as anything, but maybe <laughs> I'm just I'm just a late bloomer because I actually did not get my own savings account until just a year or two ago. So I'm a little late on the whole scene. But yeah, I think that's really interesting how at such a young age, we can learn so much about what it means to these life lessons just from having a savings account, these life lessons. And I think that presents a really great picture. And how can teens open bank accounts with like little money because there's like so many fees now with opening accounts and such? Well, you know, um, there's definitely ways around around it. There's uh, there's there's things out there that um, um, you, you can work with your bank. And if you go in and explain your situation, um, you, you know, um, a there, there, there are savings accounts out there that are designed just for kids and your parents would be on the savings account with you. And, you, you know, there, there's, there's not an absorbent amount of fees. There's also, um, student accounts out there. So, um, yeah. you, as you transition from high school into college, you know, student account becomes I- important for you and, and you're not going to have a whole bunch of money, but it, it's, it's, um, you know, it, it's something that, depending on the bank, you may be able to avoid some of the fees. With yeah, definitely. Go ahead. The children's um, saving accounts, aren't they like joint accounts with the adults, like the yes. parents, right? Okay. That's, so they yeah. thought, because I think I have one, but I never put money in it when I was younger because I always spend it on like new toys. <laughs> <laughs> I never saved it. <laughs> oh, great. Wonderful. So, Ronald, why don't you tell us a bit about the practical things that we can do? For example, what um, different policies does a U.S. bank, for example, have that can help students and young children set up their own bank accounts? Um, You you know, practical thing is basically partnering with the adults in your life, the responsible adults, parents, guardians, and um, asking them, hey, can can we set up a savings account? Because I have an allowance now, and I'm going to take part of my allowance and put it away into, into an account. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you, you know that that's that's one, one of the things that's out there, and just any money you can you come across. One of the things in my life as a child, I remember loving to go to the store for my mom or dad because when I get home, they'd usually let me have part of the change. <laughs> and I put it away in a piggy bank. And that's the way, you, you, you know, you're developing saving habits. And also, you know, at some point in time, you go to the bank and you deposit it into the bank. And that, that's something I do now with my daughter. Um, the other thing I think this is a real practical tool for teens out there. Um, U.S. Bank, we have what's called the Bucks card. And it's a stored value card or a prepaid card that you can load money into it. 
And so this allows you to be able to use something that's like a credit card and, you know, keep track of how much is in there. You're not actually having to deal with cash. And that, that's, that's something that really kind of builds into you, the idea of you're out spending, but you've got to keep track of your budget. And, um, and also, also, you're not walking around with a lot of cash. So if you, you lose it, um, it's replaceable versus, you know, cash, you lose it, oh, you, you know, you're out of luck at that point in time. Yeah. So, Ronald, what about some of the dangers that people see involved with getting financially literate at an early age? For example, young children spending all their money on toys like Shandara or even just college students maybe getting a huge credit card debt right before college. So do you see any dangers? And if so, what are your solutions for those? I think the the solution for any dangers is actually just um, practical experience. Um, partnering with responsible adults in your life, the parents, um, um, guardians, and learning from them. Also paying attention to um, programs like this, you know, taking advantage of this and learning for, for, from the message we're sending out today. Um, as as well as, um, you know, opportunities in school to learn. Um, take advantage of them. Ask a lot of questions. If there's something you want to learn about, um, you know, go to your local bank and ask them questions. You know, interview your bankers. Um, we usually bankers have have no problems answering questions, and um, it, that that's that's a great way to really start and avoid a lot of the dangers out there. Be proactive about your own education. For people, exactly. But for people like me to like to spend all their money on toys and then once they got older spend all their money on clothing um (laughs) do you have any like advice on how to budget for young people um you you know as i said earlier you know priorities what what what, what's 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 important you know um and i think one of it is to first of all pay yourself and put a portion of your money away somewhere, um, whether it be in, in a piggy bank or in a bank account, and create that habit, first of all, of always doing that. So if you get an allowance of $10 from your parents, you, you know, how much, decide ahead of time how much you're going to put away. And that is the first thing you put away. For example, all- half of all the money you earn? Um, if, if that's, if that's, if that's what you choose, you know, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, take half of it and put it away. You, you know, it's, it's, it's what you decide on doing. Yes. So, um, take the funds, put, put it away and, um, pay yourself first. Also, um, create priorities. What's, what's most important to you. So, you know, I use the example of the ice cream cone versus the, the latest diary of a wimpy kid book. What's most important for you. And if you've decided, Hey, diary of a wimpy kid is most important and it costs $8. Um, I'm putting away five. I have five now. Um, so next week I'll have five more and, and I can buy that book mm-hmm. and you I, continue to your saving habit there. Yes. I'm sorry to have to cut people off again, but we are in time for another quick break. Thank you so much, Ronald, for giving us a great image of what it was, what it means to be financially literate. For our listeners, that was guest Ronald Melvin, manager of the United States Bank in Lafayette, California. You can visit them online at www.usbank.com. Thank you also to Ron and U.S. Bank for sponsoring Be The Star Yours' 8th Annual National Essay Contest. And to enter that, just go to www.btsya.com. Thank you, Ronald. See you again soon, hopefully. Thank you, Stephen. 
Uh, next segment, we'll take a more in-depth look at the idea behind teenage financial literacy, bringing in Ellen Royal, author of Bare Bones Biz and an expert on finances. I'm Stephen Zhao. And I'm Chandar Bashal. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids Network. Visit us at btsya.com and we'll be right back. Yo, what's up, y'all? It's your boy Jacob Lattimore with a question from my fans on Voice America Kids. Do you have what it takes to be America's next young superstar? If you're the ages between 8 and 12 years old, then step up to the microphone. You could win $25,000 in cash, a recording contract, and a scholarship. So make sure you get your parents' permission first, then go to www.stepuptothemicrophone.com to enter. Peace. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. It's almost showtime. Tune in to Curtain Call every week for the latest happenings from the world of theater. It's news and reviews, both on stage and behind the scenes. If you've ever wanted to be a stage actor, theater director, or work behind the scenes in production, this is the show for you. Your hosts have been there and done that, and will answer all of your questions right on the air. Listen for Curtain Call. Weekly performances are happening Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. What is No Added Preservatives all about? Well, it might be easier to say what isn't the show about. Your host will give it to you straight. His take on film, television, books, video games, and pretty much any other topic that comes up. He'll keep you safe and on top of the latest in media and let you know what to stick with and what to trash. Listen every week to No Added Preservatives, and each show will leave you wanting more. Tune in Wednesday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Now there's a new destination for video content, voiceamerica.tv. Just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, voiceamerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us support. You. Looking for exciting video content live and on demand? Visit www.voiceamerica.tv for exclusive content you just can't find anywhere else. That's voiceamerica.tv. Tune in now. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Hey there, thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. My name is Steven Zhao. And I'm China Arafashal, and we're your teen hosts. Now, this segment, we will be talking with author Ellen Rohr. After experiencing the ups and downs of creating a business and managing its finances, Ellen decided to write a book on the topic titled The Bare Bones Biz Plan. Since then, she has grown to four books and an award-winning team designed to help others understand how to manage their money. 
Ellen joins us today to give us her opinion on how money making can apply to teenagers. Welcome to the show, Ellen. Hey, how are you? Thanks for inviting me. Thank you for joining us. So, just to start us off, why don't you tell us a bit about your history? What exactly got you interested in this、uh, idea of business and money managing, and what you do right now? Well, once upon a time, I think my earliest memory of of money was when I went to the store, and in those days, I'm I'm a little older than you. In those days, they had penny candy. And I bought I, penny candy. <laughs> I remember reading、this? about those. I can say that much. <laughs> <laughs> you could buy candy for a penny, and I took the candy from the store, walked two houses down to my house, and set up a stand and sold it for two pennies. And I was delighted at how easy it was to make money out of nothing. Now I'm sure my clients felt, you know, a little.、Uh, Um, wanted to be supportive of my entrepreneurial adventures. My aunt and my older sisters—they were my clients. But、yeah. I got the idea that if you sold stuff for more than it cost you, you could make money out of nothing, and that that holds true in every dollar on every、uh, continent in every country across the planet. That's a basic of business. If you can figure out a way. To sell goods and services to somebody for more than it costs you, you can manufacture your own money. And I'd love to、uh, explore financial basics as much as we can during our time together. So that's that's what got me started. Then I I went to、um, I, I got my first job at age fourteen, and I've always had a job. I've had about a hundred jobs. I、wow. would I would be interested in something, and I would go get a job where they would pay me. To learn how to do it, that's how I learned to ski. I was a ski instructor and a ski patroller. I learned how to windsurf and sail sun、um, sunfish and and Hobie cat boats.、Um, I had a lot of restaurant jobs. You know, they feed you when you work in a restaurant. That was another、um, uh, exciting thing about getting a job like that. But if I was interested in something, I found a way to get paid to learn how to do it. And that's that's why I've had so many jobs in so many different aspects of my career. Some people would say I'm a job hopper. I call it a varied experience. <laughs> that's a really interesting way to think of it. I've actually never seen it that way, where you're actually getting paid to pursue your interests. <laughs> Absolutely. And so,、uh, may I encourage you to do that? Now, is、um, you can always start a business. You can get a job. You can start a business. You can do both. I'm a big fan of a business of your own because you have some freedom and some power when you make the when you call the shots when you put a little business plan together and figure out what you want and then figure out what you'd need to do who you'd need to work with how much you'd need to charge why you would want to do this who would want to buy from you those questions are business planning questions and if you were to consider what you want to do. And then write that down. You've got a business plan and a course of action. So,、um, uh, just to kind of wrap up, what what got me good at business was、um, once upon a time I my, I married a guy named Hot Rod. He said, "I said, what's your name?" He said, "It's Hot Rod." And I said, "Okay, that's the one for me." <laughs> oh so, my、uh, gosh! Hot Rod was a plumber. He、Thanks、got his advice on how to get a date. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I took him home to my mother.、It. I said his name is Hot Rod, and she's like, "What?" And I said, "But he's a plumber." <laughs> you know, I thought plumbers were—I thought that was a selling feature. You know, he made a lot of money. Well, some plumbers make a lot of money, but not necessarily. And what happened is,、um, my husband had a partner. He had a little business, and his partner died at age thirty-three. He worked himself into a health crisis, and he died. 
Now, oh this was a, a tragic situation. And I bring this up because business should be fun. Business should enhance your life and help you move to your goals. And before you know it, the, the, the risk is that you get a job and you get on this hamster wheel of doing it, doing it, doing it, and you neglect to live a life at your, at your desire, of your desires, at your command, as opposed to, you know, being at the effect of everybody else's plan. So it's so, not so, all about the making money. It's actually also about pursuing what you're interested in. So, yeah, all, I, yeah, I think it's all about freedom. You know, mm -hmm. it's free to do that which you want to do. Now, a job can help enhance your freedom and a business can help enhance your freedom. But sometimes we put the cart before the horse. We think that this job is going to be the end all. But a job or a business is supposed to support what you want to do in life. So as I, oh, go ahead, I'm Shandara. Sorry. Oh, um, I was just going to say, you say that free trade is a path to prosperity, peace, and freedom. How exactly does that happen? Well, there's, there's two ways to, um, to distribute goods and services. One way is government, and I think there's a place for government. I'm a big fan of government. I'm a liberal. I, I think that uh, a government should do what business can or won't do. But the other way to distribute goods and services is if you have something that I want and I have something that you want, we could trade with each other. And the more people who know how to do that across the planet, peacefully, profitably, the freer we all are. And not in a greedy sense. Yeah. I mean, we, I like, I, I like um, uh, buying things as much as I like selling things. So this exchange of energy is what allows us to live peacefully with each other and not have to scratch it out every day, all day to get everything that we need. That, you know, honorable, profitable free trade expands peace and freedom. We're going to get along better. Yeah, that's definitely a great way to look at it. I mean, we all hear stories of corruption in this whole profit system with companies mm -hmm. and everything. And I think what you're saying right now provides a really good image of what a good capitalist system works and how it works it's so true like you know um i'm gonna get all political on you is that okay <laughs> that's fine you know, go ahead as, as we um you know if, if we are in a country where you know we go to afghanistan and we go to iraq unless we can help create and support entrepreneurial free trade in that country we're never going to get out of there because otherwise, how are people going to get goods and services? They'll be dependent on a government distribution system. Definitely. So in every country, if you can, and, and, and um, there are some really cool programs out there that are helping people, not by um, just distributing food or resources, which is sometimes required. And I'm not saying we shouldn't do that. But there are um, uh, movements where someone can get a micro loan and buy a sewing machine or a family goat or have wherewithal to buy a piece of equipment that's going to allow that family to have a business. And when that business exists in a family, um, then there's this opportunity to exchange your goods and services for something else. And we actually expand the, the peace and prosperity and freedom of that family. So I think that business seems to be connected so strongly with, um, uh, dysfunctional greed and all the abuses of business mm -hmm. when business in itself is not good or bad. It's just, a, it can be a re it, it can expose the character of a person. Does that make Definitely. sense? Definitely. Yeah. 
So, Ellen, these ideas are really great. Why don't you tell us about how you're spreading them to the young entrepreneurs right now? So I know you donate a lot of books to I'll Be The Star You Are Charity, and we are so thankful for that. But just tell us about what these are and so we can spread the message of your books. Well, um, the the book, the latest book that I wrote is called The Weekend Biz Plan, and it is 60 pages long. It's got pictures in it. And, and you know, if, if uh, you know, fifth grade and up, I would say, is the, the literacy level of this particular book. Business fifth grade you, entrepreneurs, that's actually really young. Yeah, well, you know, if suppose you wanted to, for a fifth grader, suppose he wants to buy a bike and mm-hmm. his parents say, I tell you what, I'll help you start a business that would help you buy that bike. That kid is going to learn um, the basics of how to create his own money and his own power and his own freedom to be able to get the wherewithal that he wants. Now, I recommend that you work with your parents on something like this if you're a younger entrepreneur, and I do recommend you sock away some money. You may have to pay taxes. You may want to contribute some of your earnings to a good cause. It's good to stockpile some of the money that you make for savings or college or um, to start a business of your own someday. But it is only fair that if you earn your money through uh, a window washing service or lawn mowing, home services are great businesses for people of all ages. Dog washing, dog walking. You know, I I pay people to do stuff in my life. I don't have the time, but I have the money. I love (laughs) paying kids to do work for me. Yeah, I dog walk (laughs) all the time for people and pets it. It's a great job. It's a great job. It's flexible. It's fun. And uh, so a business of your own can be as easy as spending a weekend. The book, the, the latest book is called The Weekend Biz Plan. And here, here's how you can do it. Just from Friday afternoon through Sunday, you know, so- sock yourself away. Put the phone down. Don't text. You know, leave the TV alone. Um, just kind of uh, um, remove yourself from the day to day and think about what is it that you want now, maybe your, your next goal is to go to school or to buy something, or maybe it's to um, express your gifts in a way that you could make money doing it. You know, if you want to be a dancer, for instance, could you have a business or a, uh, something that would allow you to dance and still make money, to earn money to go to dance school or just to create a livelihood for yourself? So think about what it is that you really, really want. And then ask the journalist questions. You know these, right? <laughs> what? Why? Open-ended questions. How? Yes. How much? I remember what? learning these in third grade. <laughs> yeah, and those, those basic questions will cause you to consider what it is that you want. Why should this business exist? Who your target market is? Who you're going to need for mentors? I tell you what, this is probably the best tip I could give you. As you put a little business plan together over the weekend, you're going to end up with a list of projects. You know, write down some things that need to be done to get you to this, this ideal that you have. One of the things I encourage you to put on that list is find a mentor. Because nobody, I've never met anybody who's wildly successful, who didn't have a mentor, who didn't have someone who took them under their wing and hit them with a brick or hit them with a feather or encouraged them. Yeah. And if you, if you find a mentor in the business, in, in a similar business, and you call him, say, call him five times, send him a letter, send him an email, show up at his door or her door, you know, just beat down the, the door. They're going to say yes. And if you have five people and you pursue them and you reach out to them five, six, seven, eight times, one of those five is going to say, all right, already, let me help you. <laughs> yeah, that's actually really, really, really powerful advice. I mean, 
Ellen, you got some really good ideas, and I think it's really powerful the way you're telling us to not only just make money, but start a business that is more than just making money. It's actually about spreading the word, spreading the idea of free trade, and I think that's a really powerful message for teenagers to listen to. Yay! And <laughs> you know, business isn't inherently better than getting a job. It's just another option. Yeah. Or you know, if, if as I say this, you think, yeah, I really would like a business of my own. Mm-hmm. I would say that that. That um, feeling that you have, that that inner voice that's saying, I could do that, that is a voice worth listening to. The bug. Yeah, the bug. Oh, that's a perfect (laughs) way to put it. Yeah, I'm so sorry to have to cut everyone off, but once again, we got time to take a quick break. And thank you so much, Ellen, for joining us. For our listeners, that was Ellen Roy, director of Bare Bones Biz, Business Planning Made Easy. You can check out her books, ideas, and newsletters online at www.barebones.com. B-I-Z.com. That's barebonesbiz.com. Thank you so <laughs> Thank much, you, Ellen. Thank you, Stephen. Thanks, Shandara. Mm-hmm. No problem. Next segment, Thank we'll you. wrap up the show with a final field reporter. You're listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Stephen Zhao. And I'm Chandara Pashal. We'll be right back. Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You just love your pets, but sometimes they can get to be a handful. And just when you think you have them under control, that's when things get, well, crazy. For help, tune into Paul's Around the World. You'll get the inside secrets on keeping your pet the friend it's supposed to be, along with stories to keep you warm and fuzzy. Listen Fridays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. Want to know what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network host? How about what's new with our network? Make sure you check out the iRadio blog, a look at what's hot at Voice America and beyond. Visit www.iradioblog.com today. Get the inside scoop on every channel on our network, including breaking news, featured guests, blog posts from our hosts, and much more. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter for even more inside action. Visit iradioblog.com today and stay connected. There is so much going on in the tech field. The Technology Show is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to The Technology Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Kids. The longer you listen, the later it gets. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Hey there, thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. 
My name is Steven Zhao. And I'm Chandara Peshaw. And once again, we're the teen host for this show. For those of you joining us just right now, you're catching the final segment of an extremely informative show about teen financial literacy with guests like U.S. banker Ronald Melvin and Bare Bones Biz author Ellen Rohrer. After what we learned today, people like Steven here will do a better job of managing their own money. Not that I don't do a good job already. It's not like I spend all my money on cardboard or something. I thought you just told us. Anyways, we're going to wrap up our show today with another wonderful field reporter, Rachel Glass. Now, Rachel has been on the show before as a guest and now returns with her segment titled Making a Difference. Welcome to the show, Rachel. Hi, Stephen. Hi, Dara. Um, Okay, so we're at my school. We're doing this really cool and unique charity event that I wanted to share with you guys. Um, The title of the event is Dance Marathon. And what it is, is it's a 13.1 hour dance party. And the 13.1 hours is supposed to represent a half marathon. And how it goes is you pay $15 to participate and it's all online. And pretty much all you do is go to the event location and literally just dance, you know, for however long or short as you wish. And the event is organized through Donor Drive, which is an online website in this program that sets up teams and reviews progress for fundraising goals for various events for the Children's Miracle Network. For example, um, this specific event, Dance Marathon, that is run through our school, all the proceeds are going to go to the Sacred Heart Medical Center, which is our local hospital. And how it works is there are different teams and, you know, the teams can be made up of a bunch of random people or a group of friends or for like me specifically, I have a group of my sorority that I will join and each team gets a fundraising page and it's all through online and one person kind of like a team captain will run it. And the online page just makes it easy to send donation requests and participation requests to friends and families just through their emails. And when you enter, you get a free t-shirt for your team. And at the event, there's free snacks and drinks. So they're making it really easy and welcoming to be a part of it, which I think is really great. And at the event, you know, it's a dance party, like I mentioned. But, you know, it's totally up to you what you want to do. You can dance for as short or as long as you want. There are no rules. It's all about raising money for the cause. And as always, any contribution will help. And all donations are tax deductible. And as far as donating goes, you can donate online through the fundraising pages I mentioned earlier. And to get to those pages, you just go to donordrive.org and then fill in information about the event and it will bring you right to the pages. And donating online is actually really safe and easy. And all, literally all you do is just click the support the, this participant button and donate as little or as much as you want. And last year we actually raised they or uh, the event they did the event last year at U of O as well, and they raised over twenty four thousand wow. dollars. Wow! Yeah, so no, it's really awesome. And so far we've only raised eleven thousand. So um, it's going to be taking place in January. So we still have time to kind of beat last year's goal. And this is a really great event because not only is it raising money for a good cause. But the event itself is incorporating something really fun and active, which I think will encourage more people to take part of it, you know, and I feel like everyone gets something out of it. So it's a really cool event. So, Rachel, um, I think it's really awesome that you're 
actually bringing this up on our segment about financial literacy, and mm-hmm. it's especially because it's a charity, and we're talking about how to make the most money and then give it all away. So yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So. Tell us about some of the things that you just talked about and how they contribute towards making this a really powerful charity. I think you mentioned making it safe to donate online and easy. Where did you guys come up with these ideas on how to make it a really good, uh, quote unquote, business solution? Um, Well, like I said, it's run through this program, Donor Drive. And I actually just found out about it when I heard about the event. And it's just a website and um, it you know, does these events and kind of organizes them for like schools or groups of people, you know, for whoever's doing a charity event. And then it just makes it super easy on these fundraising pages to just simply donate online. So it's kind of like just buying something online, you know, it's much easier than giving cash or sending a check or something. And I feel like that's like a lot safer. So I feel like more people would be more likely to do it, you know? Mm -hmm. Is the donation through PayPal or through an auction? I believe it's, PayPal. If it's not PayPal, it's something like that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know exactly, but I'm pretty positive that's what it is. Yeah, because I remember doing stuff like this, like for swimming, mm-hmm. we would swim, what, a mile or something and get sponsored for that by people. And we use it as a fundraiser for our own swim team and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I think this, um, this again, quote unquote, business plan comes up quite a lot. We yeah, I know. Do donations um, through PayPal, by the way, to everybody who's listening. So and that's, <laughs> that's such an easy way to do it too, which so is awesome easy. that, you know, having the internet, we're able to do that, you know, it's awesome. The other thing is, Rachel, your segment is titled Making a Difference. So yes. why don't you talk tell us about how you think a charity can make a difference? I mean, $24,000 is a lot, but yes. in, in terms of trillions of dollars, it doesn't seem like that much. So what can you say about how a little bit of money can actually change lives? Well, see, that's the thing. I think even, you know, the lowest amount of money, like if people want to donate $5, that's awesome. And just think if everyone donated just a little bit, it how much it would add up. And just as far as charities go, you know, it is asking, you know, for money from other people. So just the fact that people are giving in the first place, no matter what the amount is really good and just you know, everyone's kind of doing their part. It will totally add up. How did you get involved with this? Um, Honestly, they would just, you know, mention this event to me and, you know, sent me the fundraising page. And so knowing I was good, I wanted to talk about it with you guys. I did a little bit more research. I checked out um, the donor drive, that actual website. And so that's, I just kind of word, word of mouth is how I heard about it. That sounds really amazing. Uh, mm-hmm. Rachel, so Let's uh, talking more about the idea of making a difference. Could you tell us about where this money is going to and what it's going to do? Oh, yeah. For the all the money that Donor Drive gets through their events goes to programs for the Children's Miracle Network. And what the Children's Miracle Network is, is it's just a bunch of hospitals that are sponsored by the network, if that makes sense. So it's not every hospital out there, but like, for example, the hospital Sacred Heart Medical Center where I go to school, that's in the Children's Miracle Network. Mm-hmm. So that's so that's why we work with Donor Drive because our hospital is sponsored by them. Yeah, and I think it's really amazing because the money really does add up. I mean, honestly, totally, $5, yeah. $5 doesn't seem to be doing much, but it does. But if you think if everyone put in $5, like that will definitely add up. 
Mm-hmm. Hey, Rachel, so you were actually involved with Be The Star You Are before you left for Oregon and oh, yeah. for college. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what did you learn with us here? And I know you did a lot of fundraising for Be The Star You Are. What did you learn here and how? what did you take from it? There's oh, always I, a lot to learn through charity, too. Oh, yes. yeah. No, I learned everything I know right now. I learned through Be The Star You Are, to be honest. I worked, <laughs> like you said, I worked a lot with fundraising. And, you know, at first it was a really kind of uncomfortable thing asking people for money. Yeah. Especially in the time that we're in. It just, you know, it's hard. And a lot of people don't want to, no matter how nice they are, you know. Some people just don't have the ability to give money at this time. Mm -hmm. But I learned a lot about it is just how you approach it and making like this kind of event, making stuff very kind of open and, you know, just making it seem like you don't have to donate, but really explaining, you know, what it's for. I think if people know more about it, they're more likely to donate. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you got to be prepared. Yes. Definitely going into it. So thank you so much for joining with us here on Voice America Kids. Thank you, Rachel, for bringing thank to us you. this different no ideas. Sorry we ran out of time. Yeah, definitely. Oh, all good. <laughs> well, no, you'll be good back soon. Oh, yeah, yes, so, of course. <laughs> yes. And one more thing, Ashley, everyone. Mm-hmm. So listeners, remember that our organization, Be The Star You Are, is hosting its eighth annual nationwide essay contest sponsored by Ronald Melvin himself, the guest from this week's show mm-hmm. and manager of the U.S. Bank in Lafayette, California. If you would like to write, this is your opportunity to win money, radio interviews, books, and publication. You have a choice of two different topics. The guidelines and the entry forms are available now at www.bethestarur.org. Good luck and right on. We are your hosts, Stephen Zhao. And I'm Chandara Pashal. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Express Yourself. And we want to hear your thoughts and we want to hear your questions. So you can email us at btsyateenradio at gmail.com. That's btsyateenradio at gmail.com. And check out our website, of course, at btsya.com. You can upload your creative works at our site for free, get involved with the Be The Star You Are charity, and just know we really appreciate your donations. And most of all, remember to express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself. Produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars that shine between the lines if you would let yourself